Hey, Fitness Business Secrets listeners. So today we're in for a real treat. We're talking to Louise Clancy, a super successful Pilates business owner in the UK. She's going to tell us the huge thing that happened to her that made her quit her job at a fancy investment firm and go into fitness business ownership. And we're going to find out how her husband reacted after she told him that she quit her job and was starting a brand new Pilates business. Next, we're going to learn how she went against the traditional idea of opening a leased fitness studio space, a commercial fitness studio space, and instead grew her business by renting multiple different locations at a low cost. Also, we'll learn that one change she made that supercharged her business, growing it to 60 reoccurring clients per month with just five classes per week. Also, we're going to learn the exact phrase she uses to target her Pilates customers and consistently, every time, increase her membership. Finally, we're going to learn how she retains her top trainers so she can run this remote business and her trainers can work well unsupervised. Stay tuned. Fitness coaches, get more clients by learning the secret techniques successful trainers and gym owners are using to grow their business in person and online. Create multiple streams of income by training clients online, selling challenges, and growing your membership. This is the Fitness Business Secrets Podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Oshita. I've built two fitness businesses to about a half million dollars each by improving marketing, sales, and operations. Let's grow your sales and your clients. Hey, FitPro. Before we get to the show, I want to talk about something that's probably on your mind as a fitness business owner. What is the future of your fitness business? For me, I knew I needed to focus on a fitness challenge that would be about immunity. And that was a big change from what I was originally focusing on. But let's talk about you and your fitness business. I want you to take a second to really sit down and deep dive into yourself. This could be a great time to pivot and maybe pivot how you run your fitness business. Maybe before it was just offline and now you're gonna do online and offline. Maybe you're gonna do all online. Maybe you're gonna focus only on fitness videos. The possible investment and transition and change you'll have to experience to get your business to a different state is worth it because no matter what my words are people still need fitness they still need healthy and they definitely still want to look good and lose those pounds so they need you they just possibly need you in a different form with a different maybe pricing structure and teaching and finding you in a different way so number one yes things are different and it's really stressful but people still need fitness in a different way so how will you transition What I want to know from you is, what do you want? Where do you see your life? How much time do you want to have? What type of clients do you want? How would you like to teach them? What type of exercise modality do you want to focus on? Where do you want to be? Because your new life that you're going to be creating for yourself can be focused on achieving that as you create a new fitness model for yourself. And that's my encouragement to you is that it's going to be hard and it's going to be stressful. But if you say, hey, I know that there's a more positive, a more exciting life that I'm going to go after during this change, then you're going to come out of this with a new life that you never even imagined in the first place. And you probably would not have taken the risk to go after 
had this not happened, this still sucks and it's still going to be hard, but people still need you. People still need fitness and they still have money to spend on their health. So let's learn how you can teach them and reach them in a different way. So I challenge you before we listen to today's episode, sit down and ask yourself these questions. Okay, hopefully you're ready. Pause me in between the questions. The first question is, how can you lower your expenses, especially your rent and payroll? Can you talk to your landlord? Maybe even end your lease early and look into what Louise does in today's interview. She has remote locations where she rents out very low cost community center type facilities with remote trainers and still has a very high revenue stream with very low costs. Or could you partner with another trainer who rents out part of the space from you? I want you to think real radical, really different. So not just, okay, how can I bring more money in or reduce my costs? Be the devil's advocate. What if you had no rent? What if your rent was a quarter of the price? What if you got rid of the lease? What if you trained from your home like Pamela Cairo in episode 10? What if you went completely virtual and you only did virtual training and gave out programming like Kaylin? in episode 13. Or you could do what Tracy Steen did and she created an incredible value by giving out free fitness classes via YouTube and now has 25,000 subscribers and now has multiple streams of income from selling PDF downloads, sponsorships, and an online paid reoccurring membership program. So if you wanted to be that fitness online celebrity, either Instagram or YouTube, you can do it. I believe in you. You have to just know that it'll take some time to learn and then get your name out there, but you can do this. Or maybe you can change up totally how you deliver personal training by doing the 15-minute protocol that Steve McKinney talked about in episode 15. The fact is all of us are going to be throwing things against the wall as the world around us changes and the way people approach fitness and, well, regular day-to-day things are different. So as I create this Immunity Boost Fitness Challenge and my focus is to create content for you that converts. So I keep thinking to myself, what can we do to make sure it converts and how do we make it clear what the business model of this fitness challenge is? Before, I was going to kind of just make, here's a challenge, do as you like. But I think when I was customizing and creating my challenges, it was so hard to, to even think through how the competition would be, what the prizes would be, in addition to thinking the pricing and how would we sell it at a low offer to get clients in, but then still upsell. It was extremely confusing. So What I realized as I started to do this immunity challenge is that the best model that I think would be simplest for all of us and my suggestion is to make your online model similar to the model we're all familiar with, which is class memberships that are at a low cost and then you upsell people who need more support to one-on-one personal training with you. The great thing about this setup is that it can blend easily and blends well with your offline training. In addition, it addresses the question that everyone has, which is, is it still safe to go outside? What if it gets bad or something else happens and I need to train indoors again? Well, 
this would actually answer that. So you can say, well, we have online classes in addition to offline classes. So what you would do is offer these online classes through Zoom or Skype or now Google Meet, which is free and actually pretty good service. So I'd highly recommend that. And so you would offer that, create a class schedule that people can attend to. But in every session, every class, you want to still promote your personal training with yourself or with your staff. In addition, you want to offer free classes. So do promotions. Use the Immunity Boost Challenge when it comes out. And it will come out soon. (laughs) Um, But use the challenge and other games to get people to invite their friends. Say things like, hey, did you ever want to take a class with your high school friend who now lives across the country and you never get to talk to them or see her? Well, now you can because you can take, here's a free pass, tell them to join the class. And then you still need to create that funnel after the class, just like you would do in a real in-person class and have the trainer or have you, if you're the um, best salesperson, talk to them and say, hey, we have a special offer if you sign up today. And then ask them about their goals. What are your goals? Well, why don't we do a personal training session? Give them an intro package if they're not ready to sign up. Okay, but there's more. So of course, that's a great model because it's straightforward for you and the clients, how this whole, how they pay and what they get. And that's helpful. You know, you don't have to explain as much to the client. But here's what is so cool is that you can, all that recording that you have can become that library where you can either sell it, upcharge for it, put it on YouTube. So now you have even more content And as you build it up, you may find you have additional streams of income that comes into you, such as Tracy Steen has sponsorship opportunities. She can put her content on Roku. So there's all these new opportunities and it allows you to ebb and flow with whatever happens to us with offline or online training. So in summary, take this time to really think about what you want for yourself, your life, and how you want to design your fitness business. Next, take those little steps to learn how you can make that happen. And at least in the meantime, try an online fitness business model that you're pretty familiar with, the class memberships and the online personal training. Hey, I hope that was helpful. And I know that you're gonna start seeing a lot of money coming in soon. So share your thoughts with me in the Facebook group, Fitness Business Secrets, and on our Facebook page. All right, enjoy the show. Hey listeners, so I am so excited because today I'm talking with Louise Clancy, who lives in North Wales, United Kingdom, where she operates a successful Pilates business and an online business coaching uh, business for other fitness professionals. Originally from Australia, she worked in London for many years in the corporate world, but always had a passion for the health and fitness industry. And then something happened. In 2016, she had a baby and was working in the corporate world and was just not able to see her her newborn baby. And she made that decision. Why don't I quit my corporate job and start my own fitness business in Pilates in um, particular? So she quit her job. She started teaching. But the thing is, is she was the main breadwinner for her family and She had two mortgages and a small child. So one class a week was not enough, not at about 60 pounds for each class. So, you know, she did. She took a leap of faith. She found the money to get one of those expensive coaches. But 
from there, her mindset grew, her strategies grew, and she was able to really grow her business from there and support her family. So what's interesting now is that she actually has become a coach herself and now teaches other professional fitness studio owners how to grow their business so they also can provide for their family and and have a little bit more relaxation time for themselves. So I'm so excited to have Louise on the show. Louise, how are you doing in the United Kingdom today? I'm doing very well, thank you, Christy, and thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks. It's my pleasure. Um, so amazing story and such a amazing turnaround. I would like to just know a little bit more about you regarding, you know, what were you doing in the corporate world? To me, it's always such a brave move to to quit that corporate paycheck, have a child too, kind of mid uh, life uh, career change. So what were you doing and what were you thinking? What were you feeling at that time to give you the courage to make the change? Yeah. So basically I was working uh, for an investment firm. So I was involved in sort of, I, I mean, essentially I was a personal assistant to sort of the main CEO and so forth of that investment firm. And you know what? It was a lot of fun, but I wasn't truly passionate about it. And I'd worked in the health and fitness industry, you know what, pretty much since the age of 16, doing various classes and working in the gym and even a bit of gymnastics coaching. So I really had a passion for that and I'd kept it up. So I'd, I'd still taught a few classes on the side. But once we had our little girl, it just sort of, my priorities changed. I wanted to be around and be a a really great hands-on mum and I couldn't do that working in that that investment firm and mm. uh, it just didn't work that way I I guess I wanted to be in control of my life a little bit more myself <laughs> yeah that makes a lot of sense and I hear that and so what was your plan when you decided to quit and tell your husband that you're going to quit and start this fitness business were you going to start a studio were you going to just teach one-on-ones Mm, yeah, great question. And and there's a really funny bit to that because I was dreading telling my husband. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? In the UK here, we have a lot of pubs. Uh-huh. And I took him down to the <laughs> pub and I put a beer in front of him and I said, I've quit my job. <laughs> you just did it. And I am going, <laughs> yeah, I just did it. And I'm going to start a Pilates business. And he went, Okay, Lou. And I think he needed a second beer after that. But <laughs> but you know what? It was a really important thing. And I just said to him, I want you to trust me. I want you to trust me that I am so passionate that I can run a Pilates business and and love it and help the people I really want to help with Pilates and provide for our family and still have a really good life. And I want you to trust me. And he did. Oh. That's good. So it sounds like you guys yeah. are still together. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it all worked out. But but you know what? It was a real leap of faith and it was, it was a, a really scary time because you had to really believe in yourself and back mm-hmm. yourself. Yeah, it sounds that way. What year was this? So this was 2016. Okay. How old was your daughter at this time? 
Say she was two years old. Okay. So what was your plan at this point? Were you looking at maybe opening a franchise? Since I know you hadn't run a studio, that's what a lot of Mm. us do. Start looking at franchises, looking at lease space, looking at all things. What was your thought since you hadn't actually run a fitness studio where you could be confident that it would be successful? Yeah. So I, I I live sort of in countryside North Wales, so I don't – it's not a big city in, in the area that we live. There's a lot of small villages and there wasn't much available to people around here in these villages in, in, in terms of Pilates or any form of fitness. So I had an idea that if I ran classes by hiring local – halls, like village halls, church halls, maybe hiring a space in a local school. It could be really accessible for people in the area. And you know what? I just, I, I really honestly believed that, that that was a great way of, of doing it. And I wanted to give it a try. So that's the route I went down rather than just opening a studio on like the main street of mm-hmm. one village. I wanted to, to reach out and be able to allow lots of people to access mm-hmm. my classes. And did you look into opening a retail studio at some point? And what did you think? Yeah, I did. I, I went down that road probably about a year after I started doing the the classes just mm. in the local villages. And I went, I was this close. I'd, I'd found the space in the, in the main street of one of the villages. And then I sort of added up the numbers and the overheads just didn't work. It was too expensive. And also it didn't allow me to reach out to as many people as I wanted to reach out to because it was just based mm. in that one area. So I... I was glad I, I explored that option, but for me and my business, it didn't work. It wasn't in alignment with where I wanted mm-hmm. to go with the business. I like that you said that because I think it's really interesting to remind a lot of us as trainers um, or uh, fitness uh, entrepreneurs that we always feel like the next thing up is is that lease space because it seems so prestigious. You go, oh, now I have this space and, and yes. then the prestige gets in the way of does it add up for your life and are you going to make enough money? Uh, and it could if, if it's the right space and, and it could, but lots of times from what I'm seeing, it doesn't. So I, I'm glad you're bringing up a different model. So, so you, you, mm. this, you're, 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 you got this kind of seems to be a successful or, or you got classes going in these remote locations. Was it yeah. successful? Were you making enough money for your mortgages and your family? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it grew. So in the beginning, I, I just started with one class. And as I sort of got my mindset and my marketing and my, my packaging right, it gradually grew. I had more and more people coming, responding to my marketing and were interested. So I just started opening up at new locations in different villages. And as that grew, I couldn't, do it all by myself anymore. I was like, oh my God, there's only one of me. (laughs) So I started recruiting some other instructors. So right now I have four instructors. So like there's a class going on as I'm chatting to you. I've got one of my instructors teaching that tonight. So there's myself, four instructors and also my client care manager um, as part of the team. How many classes per week are you offering? There's 15 classes a week. that's across a different location? 
That's all, yeah, across all different locations. So they're accessible for all of my members. So they can choose mm -hmm. to attend any of those or they can just go, you know what, I'm happy to stay with the one in my mm -hmm. village. That's okay. the one I'm going to go to. And if you don't mind me jumping back a little bit, because I hear that you, 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 you mm. started it, you started the multi-location, you know, remote locations, you looked into the space, you said no. When you first started, because what I hear a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they, they jump into it, they're starting, but how it all adds up from a business perspective doesn't always add up initially. Did you already understand how you should price your products, how you should market or, or and, and able to basically grow just from knowledge, from what you knew? No. No. Do you know what? I'll be really honest. I didn't know anything about marketing <laughs> when I started, Christy. That's all of us. That's all of us. <laughs> I'm, being, I'm being really transparent here. Um, I really didn't know what I was doing. And if I didn't know, then I needed to get some help with that. So I invested in a coach and a men. I mean, you know what? She, it was more of a mentor slash coach to sort of hold my hand and guide me along the way. And that was probably the best investment. Those coaches are kind of expensive. So you have to really justify it. How, how was your business doing before you mm. got your coach? Like how many classes were you teaching? Mm. One class a week. And it was pay as you go. So people would come in, you know, and maybe pay me, well, <laughs> five pounds sterling. So mm. I didn't, let's say five American dollars, like not very much. But you know what? If it was snowing or if it was pouring rain or if they just simply mm -hmm. couldn't be bothered, they didn't turn up. Mm -hmm. And if they didn't turn up, I didn't get paid. And that's not a sustainable. Yeah. One class a week, maybe you're getting about 60 US dollars a week. Which, which we know no matter where you live, that's not going to yeah. support your family and your two mortgages. So this, this inspires no. you to get a coach. And that sounds really expensive. What did you end up learning from or what ended up changing from this coach? And how did you find the money to get them? <laughs> you know what? A credit card was really handy at the time, <laughs> of which I, I will say I paid, I've paid it all off and then some because the first thing I said to the coach was, oh, my God, I need to mm -hmm. make my investment back here. You know, I've invested in this. You need to help me find a way to pay that investment back. And what I learned was who exactly I wanted to target in my business, so who my ideal client or my avatar or my dreamboat client or whatever you want to call them, who that, that, that person was and what they were like and where I find them. And also the, the packaging of moving completely away from pay-as-you-go. So I do not offer a pay-as-you-go option at all in my Pilates business. There are packages. So I have a gold membership or a gold plus membership or a platinum membership and they pay monthly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because then you know what your cash flow is going to be. And as your business grows and you've got to maybe pay other instructors and you've, you've got to pay your, your venue higher, your hall higher, mm, you've got to pay yeah. yourself. Actually, that's quite important. So one big change that your, your coach helped you with was implement a monthly subscription plan. And, and that was big. So it, it, mm. was that the point in which you were able to grow more? Definitely. 
Definitely. It was a really scary point though. So that's where a lot of mindset came in because with my coach, we worked a lot on mindset and using that, that level of energy and that law of attraction and and putting out the energy that you expect to get back. And it's the way you you do that that can really work or not work with your clients. So when I introduced the monthly memberships, I came about it as a really positive way. I said, you know what, guys, this is going to be so much easier for you. You don't have to worry about bringing money every week and you're going to get better results because you know you've paid for that month and you need to come to get those results. And it's and you know what? It's mm-hmm. it, it's just going to work so much better for everybody. And if you put it out there like that and you are so confident in what you're offering, the response back is is mirrored. It's the same thing. It's that law of attraction. And you know what? Yeah, there was a couple of people at the time that just said, no, that's not what I want to do. And I said, you know what? It, that's okay. Thank you. Thank you for, for giving it it even, you know, a a thought. But what was interesting is as I kept growing and marketing to my ideal client, that was all I offered was a monthly membership. So these new people coming in didn't even have a choice to pay as you go. So it was really easy Mm -hmm. because they didn't know that it ever existed um, in the first place. After your coach, how many, and you, you grew, how many members did you end up having? Yeah. So, oh gosh. I went from, I think it increased to about 60 members in the space of about three months. So, yeah, three months. They were rough figures. I'd have to look back, (laughs) to be honest, but rough figures. It increased to about 60 members in a a three-month period after implementing that, you know, targeting ideal client and also moving away from Mm, pay-as-you-go and onto Um, month. So, I... Was cha- back then I was charging uh, 20, 25 pounds for five classes a month and 39 pounds for unlimited mm. classes a month, yeah. which was really quite cheap at that moment. But for me, I had to, it, part of it was just getting my confidence to go, you know what, I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. But at the time I was just starting it out, I was, you've got to get in there and have a go. And and I think that, you know, there's no such thing as doing something wrong because you're learning from every single thing that you do anyway. It's all a journey. Mm-hmm. What year was this, would you say, where you kind of three months saw a lot of growth? Yeah. So that was from September 2016 mm. to to December. Was there any, uh, what happened after that in your general fitness career? Yeah. Did you con- just continue to have locations? Did you, and I know that you're a fitness coach now. So, you know, when did that evolve? Yeah. So I came into then January 2017 and January is like the big month of the year for for fitness businesses because everyone's got their New Year's resolutions and all of that. So you really got to jump on it. And I went, right, I need to really get some growth here. So I added two more Mm -hmm. locations and I brought on a second instructor. And then that grew yet again. So I think I got to around Mm -hmm. close to 100 
members coming into sort of 2017. And you know what? It, it fluctuated a bit as, as anything does. You get people who maybe move away from the area or whatever. That's, you know, that's to be expected. There's always sort of a, a little bit of a, a cancellation. But then as long as each month I was mate, I was gaining more members than what was cancelled, yeah, it meant that I grew month by month anyway, which I was happy with. So in terms of the sort of coaching, that only came about, to, it was sort of towards the end of 2017, start of 2018, and my coach mm-hmm. asked me to come on board with her business as, as a mentor. And mm-hmm. I was really shocked at the time, I'll be honest. I'm like, me? Me? Really? What do I know? <laughs> and they're like, look how much your business has grown. Look what you do know. I think you'd be a, a real inspiration for, for others. And at the time, she was running sort of three-day seminars for sort of people in the fitness industry to, to help them build their business. So I was sort of up on stage with her and, and sharing my story and then mentoring these people over the three-day period, which was really amazing. I loved it. How many people, I know you mentioned you get kind of these community centers that are low cost, which is brilliant, but how many people can you have in one Pilates class in in these community centers? Sure. So it varies at each center because each hall or, you know, um, space is slightly different. So it can go, I think... The smallest room we have fits 12 people maximum Mm, and the biggest room we have, we can take up to 25. I don't really want to go any bigger than that because then I don't feel we're we're giving a quality experience for our members because it's just too many people and too squashy Um, and one instructor can't get around that many people. Is this just Pilates mat or do you have other tools you use? So we use Pilates mat and small equipment. So we encourage our members to have their own mats, although, of course, we have um, some spare ones. And we provide all the small equipment like head blocks and we use some small balls and resistance mm, bands. Okay. So, you know what? Most of us have reasonably big cars because my instructors have their own equipment as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. So right now, as right uh, today, now you've grown right your there. business. You have 15 classes a week. You have uh, four staff, I believe, three instructors, one customer care specialist. I'm imagining people are booking online. How many uh, members do you have? Where's your uh, pricing now? Our pricing is uh, 35 for 35 pounds for uh, five classes a month. You probably have this much more down to science since you've been coaching. How do you get people into your Pilates studio and get convert them? Because mm. Pilates is, it's a different type of sometimes customer or any, and it's such a different type of activity than some other trainers or studios I've, I've had on the podcast. Yeah. So I'm just curious if it's a different dynamic because one thing is when um, a lot of uh, people come into, let's say a boot camp or even a spin class, you know, the big thing they want to do is lose weight, maybe a quick class. So is it the same see, wording that they use? 
No. So it's really, really different. And this is one of my favorite topics to talk about. (laughs) I get excited by this one because what I, I did is I worked out who I wanted to work with and who I loved to work with as a client. And I then learn all about that particular type of client, like inside out and back to front. I knew everything about them. I knew where to find them. So the business, the Pilates business, who we target are men and women aged between 30 and 60, maybe 65-ish, who are suffering from Mm -hmm. aches and stiffness in their body and they would like to move more freely. And that is exactly who I target and who I speak to in my marketing. So I learned that through through research and actually talking to these type of people who were already coming to my class, that a lot of them are on Facebook. Mm. So probably 90% of my marketing is on Facebook because that's where they are. And my marketing says exactly what I've just said. So the, the headline is sick and tired or fed Mm. up of suffering from aches and (laughs) stiffness and would like to move more freely. And that person will go, yeah, that's me. You know, would you like to learn the exercises that you can do to ease back pain, Mm. to get shoulder, reduce shoulder pain, something like that, you know, and, and you're talking directly to them. Then I invite them to one of our classes as a free taster so they can come along completely free of charge and experience the exercises that are going to help them relieve their aches and stiffness and move more freely. And they think, yeah, great, fantastic. I'm going to come along. So they they click a little link. It's all done on software. They get booked in. Mm. They get automatic emails and texts, giving them all the details of where they need to come. They come into our class, they're greeted immediately by name, Mm. they're made to feel comfortable, maybe they're introduced to somebody else in the class Mm. because your best salespeople are actually your current clients. (laughs) They do the work for you and they enjoy the class and then at the end, we just chat and say, you know what, I'd love to invite you to continue with us. Would you like to see the offers we've got this month? And you share with them your packages and ask them which one suits nice. best. They say, oh, the gold membership, please, Louise. <laughs> That's nice being there. And maybe you have a much better – you have such a warm personality. Um, when, when, they, when, you, when you get to that sales pitch part, is it – oh, no, actually, I want to ask you. When someone greets them, since these are multi-location setups, I'm imagining it's mainly the instructor who goes there. So is it the instructor who does the greeting, yeah. does the setup? does a tre- teaching and it basically does everything or okay great correct yep yep so i've trained my instructors on on that complete strategy of of how you greet this new person that you introduce them to someone in the class that you go over to them during the class and make you know make sure they're okay make sure they're enjoying the exercises mm-hmm. And then they're trained on the, I never like to call it a sales pitch. Um, That sounds like a lot of responsibility for a trainer. You must have to have, like, you need a multiple good skill sets and someone who's 
reliable for that. And sometimes it doesn't work like in a place like New York City. But maybe <laughs> maybe you find that mm. quality who's reliable and can do sales and can teach a great class. Yes. How, <laughs> how is your training and staffing? How, what's your experience? Is it Has it been hard or easy? Hmm. Do you know what? It's not, it's been relatively easy. And the mm -hmm. reason why is two of my instructors actually started with me as participants. So they knew the philosophy of my business and the, the good feeling that they had as a participant. So it was really easy for them to then go and do their Pilates qualification and understand what I wanted from them as an instructor. And, and they almost wanted to give back. They've got so much out of it themselves that they just want to share mm -hmm. that, that, you know what, Pilates feels really good and can really help your body feel a lot better. So I wouldn't, I, I don't know whether I was lucky with that or, Perhaps it's just that energy that I gave out. Do they work another job or they just um, actually are part, only want to work part-time? Yeah, mm -hmm. they only want to work part-time. So a, a few of them do teach for like someone else in other locations, you know, so, and that's absolutely fine. Mm -hmm. I pay them better than what anyone else would in my area. So they're on a higher rate of pay, which they're all really, really happy with. So no. in, in the UK, you have sort oh, of like okay. what you get paid in London mm -hmm. and what you get paid everywhere else. I pay them a London rate because I believe in them and I think that they're amazing and that mm -hmm. they deserve that. Okay, so And, so and they're really happy with getting that higher rate and then just, <laughs> you know, going the extra mile. That that always helps. That yeah. always helps. They also get a really so nice have, Christmas present like you have, as well. Um, these four instructors you have, um, two of them were past students, yeah. but so far you haven't had any concerns about them showing up late, offering maybe, you know, sometimes a poor class, sometimes it happens or maybe they're just not the sales type. And so now they're teaching a great class, but just can't really do it on the sales side. So you don't, have you had any of those issues or not really? Yeah, I have actually. <laughs> I had, <laughs> I had one instructor that mm. just, do you know what? That, that instructor, it wasn't right for my business. They, they didn't sort of share mm. the philosophy and I know okay. they weren't doing the sales part at the end because we weren't converting. Okay. Yeah. And look, you know, to be fair, there are, some of the instructors do the, the selling a lot more naturally than others. So you will see a couple of them have a higher rate of conversions mm -hmm. than others. But then there's others that are really, really great at the actual content of their class. So, and the beautiful thing is that the members get to sort of come to any class they mm, like. So nice. they experience. Okay. Yeah, let's say that you got the customer and most people are still used to sometimes making a phone call. Is that, is it, do you and her, I think, I'm not sure for sure to her or him, answer those calls and emails? Yeah. So I have a lovely lady okay. who I call my client care manager. Now, to be honest, we don't get a lot of phone calls. We mm -hmm. mainly get contacted um, via email or, mm -hmm. or fa the Facebook page. So the Facebook page is hugely, hugely active and that's where all my marketing is as well. So the majority of people contact us via email or, or a text, you know, they text as well. And it makes it a lot easier because interestingly, my client 
care manager doesn't live in North Wales. She lives right at the other end of the country, like south of London. Hey, thanks for listening. Oh, I have three freebies. Number one, get your full edited transcription with bullet points of the key lessons from today's show on our website, fitnesssecrets.co. That's fitnesssecrets with an S at the end, .co. While you're there, subscribe to our newsletter, which gets you access to our monthly freebie marketing and operations content that you can use for your own fitness business. Freebie number two. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe to the show in your podcast player by hitting the subscribe button. Since the show happens because of listeners like you, could you also leave a review? If you email us your review at support at fitnessecrets.co, you'll receive a complimentary one-hour coaching call with me and a $150 credit towards the first challenge that we will be releasing soon. Finally, freebie number three. We started the Fitness Secrets Facebook group. I know thinking and designing of new marketing campaigns, planning out your operations each month for your fitness clients is exhausting. Our goal is for the group to help you plan out your marketing, plan out your operations so you can get more clients efficiently. To join, go to facebook.com and search Fitness Business Secrets. Thanks so much for listening. I can't wait to talk to you in the next episode.